0: This is Ellen Weatherford. I'm here as usual with Just the Zoo of Us. This is your favorite animal review podcast and this week we're joined by a very special guest. This is Chelsea Connor. Say hi, Chelsea. Hi. What's up? (laughs) I'm so excited. People can't see what you're doing but you are waving and doing a little dance and it's very charming. (laughs) Doing some finger guns as well. I, unfortunately, people can't see it, but I wanted to really convey how adorable it is. I <laughs> wanted that to be recorded. So Chelsea, this week we're talking about a really cool animal. Um, before we get into our animal, why don't you introduce us to you a little bit? Let us know what you do and how you started doing it.
1: Okay, so like Ellen said, my name is Chelsea. I'm from the Commonwealth of Dominica. That's in the Caribbean. It's like right in the middle of that chain of islands, it's like between two French islands. It was originally called Whitey Kubli by the Kalanago people who first settled um, on the island. And there's a lot of flora and fauna that I grew up with that inspired me to work with animals. It's a very beautiful island. You should Google it while you're listening to this because it's amazing. I miss home every day. (laughs) And I'm actually studying uh, two of the animals on my island and the opportunity to go there and study them is what initially got me into anoles. I always knew about the endemic anole on my island. But then when I got here to Texas and my advisor was telling me, hey, I study the anoles on your island. And I'm like, what? No, you don't. No one knows my island. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, yeah, I do. And I started reading more about them. And he's like, do you want to go do it? And I kept re- reading about them. And I finally said yes to doing it. And that was it. Here I am.
0: <laughs> That's awesome. So you grew up in Dominica. What was it like like growing up on that island with so many beautiful animals all around you? Like do you have any really cool like wildlife memories?
1: Yeah, I remember the first time that I got to hold our boa constrictor. We have a boa on the island, and it may or may not be a subspecies. I'm not entirely sure on that. And it doesn't seem like other people are very sure on that either. Some people consider it one. Some people don't from what I'm seeing. And I was at Carnival, actually. And it had been, I'm not sure how long, but sometime before that, I had seen a slightly smaller boa, but it was dead. And that was my first time seeing a boa up close. And I got to like open its mouth and like look at its teeth. And I was like, I thought all snakes had like big fangs like cobras do. Like what? Wow, that's amazing. And then I had like so many more questions after that. And then I got to see a live one and the guy was like, "Do you want to hold it?" And I'm like, "Yes." <laughs> First I want to hold it. And I was what? 11 or something. I was like yeah give me that give me that snake and my sister's like don't hold the snake I was like no I'm holding the snake and she she walked several feet away because she was like I don't do snakes and I'm standing there with the boa on my shoulders and I'm like that is amazing I can feel its muscles how is it moving how do snakes move how is this how are snakes and (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's just like I immediately was like okay well guess I'm going to work with animals I'm going to find out why snakes are are snakes and then why other things do what they do cuz I have so many questions <laughs>
0: Yeah, they're really cool. One of my favorite things about my first job was working in a pet store for a few years and we sold like, you know, ball pythons and stuff like that. So like my favorite thing to do was to show kids, you know, that the ball python, first of all, was fine, you know, wasn't gonna, wasn't just gonna lash out and bite you right away. You could touch it and hold it and stuff, but also that like, they're so smooth And they're just, like, cold and smooth and, like... Yeah. I think they kind of feel like a worry stone, almost. What is that? It's, like, um... I don't know how common they are, but I, I know people who carry them. It'll be like a really really smooth pebble or stone. Usually, it has some sort of indentation in it, and it's kind of like a like a fidgeter almost. Like you just mm-hmm. if you're feeling anxious or you just need to fidget with something, you just get out the stone and it's and it just has like a very soothing, cool feeling. Oh, that's cool. I think that's what a snake feels like to me. It has that sort of effect.
1: Yeah, no, you're right, because, like,
0: I have a cordon snake, and sometimes
1: I just hold her, and I'm like, this is nice. <laughs> it's kind of, like, rubber her head, and she's just looking at me like, why are you touching my head? But...
0: <laughs> I know, sometimes that feeling isn't always super mutual with snakes, but at least yeah. <laughs> I like them.
1: She doesn't hate me.
0: <laughs> that's a good, <laughs> that's progress.
1: <laughs> she's just like, why are you doing this? But she doesn't, like,
0: she's not like, oh, God, I hate it, I'm going to bite you. No, so. she's like, this is okay i guess i can tolerate this because you, <laughs> you'll probably give me a mouse later <laughs> that's absolutely right that's absolutely it <laughs> so this week we are not talking about snakes even though snakes are great this week we're talking about a lizard and it's a really cool lizard that i don't know anything about so can you introduce us to your anul friend Okay, so
1: this anole is Anolis oculatus. It's the Dominican anole or the eyed anole or maybe even the Dominican eyed anole. I've heard all three of those. (laughs)
0: Just smash them together.
1: Yeah, just smash them together. (laughs) It is endemic to my island and is one of the anole species that I'm actually studying. There are four recognized ecotypes of this anole. So what that is is there weren't enough differences to consider them subspecies so there's four different looks that they have depending on what part of the island they're on so the north caribbean has like marbling on its sides along with the eye spots which is where it got its name from from the eye spots on its body uh and they are obviously in the north of the island then the south caribbean which looks a lot like uh the north caribbean but it's distinctly like smaller in size then you have the atlantic that's on the east coast and i think sometimes it will be a little bit more inland as well um and then the montane which is like up in the mountains
0: so so this lizard comes in a few different sort of skins almost like yeah (laughs) and then even within those eco types
1: they're still like highly variable on their pattern so as you expect no two individuals look the same but they can also like like they interbreed because they're not distinct like separate species or anything so they interbreed and you're gonna get like a little
0: mix of patterning which is really fun to see say that you are looking at anoles and you see this one how do you know when you're looking at it that this is the type of anole that you're looking at like what is it's like identifying traits
1: that's a very good question
0: (laughs) (laughs) sometimes you get to the to a point where you just recognize the
1: thing so easy you stop thinking about like the identifying features for someone else who, mm-hmm. who might not be looking at it. It's just that you know, oh, okay, I know these things. So all anoles have dewlaps. And for um, anoles oculatus, its dewlap is orange. Uh, so that's like one one thing. But there are other anoles that might have orange dewlaps as well. So if you look at its body, it'll have like uh usually most of the ecotypes have a black spot with a white spot on top of it and that distinctive eye spot is what gives it, it its name so there may be one there may be two there may be three on each side it depends if there's none of those a very the the, the best indicator you're looking at this this is are you on the island of dominica if yes <laughs> <laughs> and this anole is not brown <laughs> It's not dark brown. You're looking at Anolis oculatus. If it is dark brown, you're you're probably looking at Anolis cristatellus, which is the invasive species that has ended up on the island.
0: Oh, okay. So prior to the introduction of that darker brown anole, this one that we're talking about was the first one that was there, yes. like the the only one that lived there? Yeah. Wow. Okay. Oh, I guess that's what endemic means. <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, okay, so uh, this gives us a good idea of the type of anol that we're working with here. So... uh If this is your first time listening to this podcast, our whole thing is that we review animals and we rate them out of 10 in three different categories. And our first category is effectiveness, which for us, that means what sort of physical adaptations the animal has that let it maybe take advantage of its environment or do the things that it's trying to do. So whether that's predation or escaping predation or whatever it's trying to do to get by, like how well it's physically adapted to do those things. So what would you give the Dominican-eyed anol out of 10 for effectiveness?
1: I would give it a 10 out of 10. Yeah?
0: Yeah. (laughs) So what's going on with this lizard? Like, how has it sort of optimized its body for living where it lives?
1: Well, each of the ecotypes has morphological differences. That means their bodies are different. So um, some ecotypes are a certain... And this is gonna sound really similar to ecodypes ecomorph, (laughs) which is a form that it's it's used to describe forms anoles have for like the different habitats that they live in. So some of the anoles oculatus populations are trunk crown anoles, which means they live like on the tree trunk and Um, in the lower canopy and then some are trunk ground which means they live like on the tree trunk and then on the ground so they will have longer legs if they they're trunk ground so that they can jump um, from the trunk to the to rocks across rocks and then the trunk crown anoles will have like slightly shorter legs cuz they're they're not doing that same jumping that the the other ecomorph is doing. So even that variability in between them is amazing. What
0: are they what do they typically eat?
1: Insects. I'm trying to remember if they're ambush or if they actively look for prey. I think they do a bit of both. But mostly, mostly they they go
0: out and they look for prey. What? How about what eats this lizard? Like, are there predators on the island that are after these little dudes? Yeah. So they get eaten by birds
1: and um, some snakes as well would uh, eat these. So we have a lot of small snakes in addition to our boa. Um, one of them is a like it's it's a racer and um, that's. Usually the one that I've seen eating the anoles, usually the little racers that can that can catch them. They're really quick. That's why they call racers. <laughs> so they're fast enough to catch them because the anoles do tend to be really quick themselves. Some of them do eat earthworms as well.
0: Yeah, I, I feel like when I'm thinking of an anole, I'm thinking of the little dudes that like skitter around. So like yes. be still for a while. And then when they see you, they're like...
1: Yeah, a lot of them um, take off, but there are some that are actually, like, really, like, bold, um, particularly larger, older males. Like, you'll approach them and they're like,
0: okay, and? (laughs) (laughs) What are you going to do about it?
1: (laughs) Like, I know you see me sitting here, so, but, yeah, like that's that's the ones I usually end up hand catching because they, they think that I'm not going to do anything so like oh I can just like reach out and grab you real quick you have to be like <laughs> really fast those two. but yeah as far as being prey it's birds and snakes
0: okay did they have any sort of like sort of defenses built into their body like things that help them either not be detected by predators or things that help them escape from predators when they're detected like how are they avoiding being eaten I guess <laughs>
1: Yeah, so like a lot of lizards, they use their tails. They can detach it at will and and run off. So they will wave their tails as a distraction and when the predator goes for their tail, they'll just drop it like, okay, peace out. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so they bait it first. They're like, "Ooh, look over here at this delicious tail."
1: Yeah, it's like, "Look at this tail. Wow. Is, is it a worm? Is it a snake? Wouldn't you like to know? Why don't you
0: <laughs> go check it out?" Bye. Check
1: it out. <laughs> And then as soon as they go for it, it's like, okay, see ya. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: I like that. Yeah, our gnolls our around here do that too. Actually, very recently, you, you helped me uh, figure out that that was what a skink was doing on my back patio. Oh, yeah. It was waving its little tail in that S shape. And I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> so you mentioned earlier that it has eye spots. Are the eye spots on its head or on its body? It's on its body. It's on uh, its side, so it'll be on both
1: sides, and they'll have the same number on either side. So if it only has one on one side, then it's only going to have one on the other side as well. But some of them end up with, like, three
0: spots on each side. It's really cool. Ooh, that does sound cool. What is the purpose of the eye spots? Like, I've heard of eye spots on animals where they use it to, like, look like a bigger animal so that they can spook predators but is so is that what's going on with this and all or like what are the eye spots for
1: i would guess that's what they're for i personally don't think they look very much like eyes but i can see how like in naming them you can look at you look at them and be like oh well these look like eye spots especially when they have like three on each side though it's like are they really eyes I guess with their displays as well when they're doing push ups, it can help um if a predator is coming from the side for it to look like it's much bigger than it is. It's like, oh, I'm looking at you from the side. um I can see you so you're not you're not ambushing me as you think
0: that's so interesting that it has them like all over the body instead of just like on the head or something like that. like it's not like mimicking a head, it's just mimicking the eyes. That's so interesting, yeah. Um, So our next category that we rate our animals on is Ingenuity. And if this is your first time listening to this show, what we mean by ingenuity are behavioral adaptations that an animal has. So these are like things that it's doing with its body to either take advantage of certain aspects of of its environment or compete with other animals or, you know, whatever it's doing that's kind of clever or strategic. So what would you give this a null out of 10 for ingenuity? As much as I
1: love this anole. I'm gonna have to give it a six for ingenuity
0: that's like okay <laughs> yeah it's doing okay
1: there's so many other anoles that are also doing these same anole things and uh, that's why I love anoles on a whole because you know they're specially great but then when you're looking individually it's like okay other anoles do that too I'm so <laughs> sorry <laughs>
0: Yeah, uh, you mentioned that, you know, this invasive species of anole has, has now moved into the same territory. Like, how is this anole responding to that if it is at all? Like, are there any sort of... I, I know that something we talked about uh, when I talked about green anoles with our guest Emily Bell a while back, she talked about how when the brown anoles moved into Florida, green anoles sort of shifted like where they were living in the trees yeah. to respond to the invasive anoles. Like, are you seeing any sort of shifts in this anoles either behavior or body, like that would indicate that it's responding to the invasive species?
1: Yeah. So. Like with the the green anoles. The green anoles are trunk crown anoles. So that's what helps facilitate their shift. Like up into the, the trees. While the brown anoles are trunk ground anoles. So they're typically at a, at a much lower level than the um, other anoles. And it's the same with um, anoles oculatus. Um, like I said earlier, some populations are trunk crown. So those ones have just like remained where they are. And then the other populations that are trunk ground uh, may be like living with them as best as they can in in that shared habitat. Uh, my research is looking at the dietary overlap of them so it's looking at are they eating the same things so what we want to know is okay in these places where they they're living together is there a lot of competition for food are they eating different food um are they eating different food because they are at different levels like things like that is that still something that is like in process it's still in process okay <laughs>
0: <laughs> that would be really interesting i
1: can't go to the lab because because of covid Our colleagues can get into their lab to finish the samples.
0: Oh no, we'll have to stay tuned. yeah so as far as like the the behaviors that they're doing you said they do like push-ups and i know that they do like the dewlap extending too Mm -hmm. um and this is something that you can see in a lot of different types of annuls i know i could probably look out my window that's right next to me right now i could probably find one of one or two of them doing it out there (laughs) (laughs) are they like communicating with each other or are they communicating with predator like how what what are they doing to kind of like communicate with each other
1: so, for like mating displays they'll they'll use their do to try to attract mates, but they also do that to other males as well with the push ups and everything to like tell them hey this is this is my space. <laughs> I don't know what you think you're up to." but i live here go away so um if you ever see an old fight they will be like displaying at each other for a little bit before they actually get to the fight so if neither of them backs down after the extensive displays then they'll start fighting but like that's that's how they communicate with each other i've never heard an old make a sound
0: i don't think i have either i don't think i've ever heard a lizard make a sound
1: geckos are are known for like making little noises
0: oh okay i guess like when i'm thinking of a lizard sound i'm thinking of like it might hiss like a snake but i also know oh. that that's probably like not it <laughs> <laughs> i've never heard one either but like around here when people like ca- people will like to catch lizards and do that little funny thing where you like stick them on your fingers and stuff
1: i keep hearing about people in florida <laughs> doing this what is going on if- or like putting them on their ears like who? Mm-hmm. What is happening in Florida?
0: Please explain. There's so many of them. Like the anoles are so, they're literally everywhere. Like you cannot go anywhere without seeing either a green anole or a brown anole or, you know, something like that. I I, I don't even know how to describe how like densely populated they are, but (laughs) you can't go anywhere without seeing them. And so, you know, like little kids are just going to be little kids, you know? And so if they're fast enough to catch one, which most kids do, are uh then they'll catch one and you know just kind of the the lizard is not pleased about it and so the lizard will be kind of like trying to open its mouth to sort of like display yeah, they bite. like yeah and so they do bite and so little kids will just stick their little finger right in there in its mouth and the the knoll will chomp down on it and then they're like oh look here i've got this little finger puppet on my and then you'll see kids with like they've got like oh one on each finger oh my and, God. <laughs> because kids are fast and they catch the, and they catch the lizards and they put it on all their fingers and then yeah sometimes they will put them like dangle them from their earlobes like earrings yeah kids are not kind i mean in my experience typically this does not end in any like you know they'll just like play around with a lizard for a few minutes and then just let it go I know a lot of people do like to catch them and like keep them.
1: <laughs> like, yeah, a lot of people are like, "Oh, I'll just make this a pet."
0: Yeah, it's funny because when I I used to work in a in a pet store that sold green anoles that were just the same kind that you would get outside, and yeah. I always wondered. I was like, "Why are you paying money for this?" <laughs>
1: right you could just like pick one up well i i i have mixed feelings about like pet stores
0: yeah i was definitely like i don't know i i felt very baffled by it i was like why are you selling this <laughs> they, they live outside you can just i was like you can literally walk out our door and probably turn to your left and you will see one for and free find- it's outside yeah. <laughs> i'm just gonna
1: sit there and look at you like hey what's up what's good what's-?
0: you don't have to pay ten dollars for this they're free. So yeah, little kids. It's it's very true. I do remember kids doing the, doing the little fi- lizard finger puppets.
1: I'm, I'm stressed for the lizards.
0: Yeah, it's a lot. I, I never did it because I was a little bit too nervous to actually grab them. I was always like a really skittish kid. And so I was too scared. <laughs> I was too scared to actually grab one. You couldn't hang with the cool kids? was <laughs> you thinking. No, I was
1: too scared. Oh, I just DM'd you a gecko making a
0: little noise. <gasps> now I yeah. have to hear it. It sounds like a little evil laugh. Just take a quick little detour to hear this gecko. Oh, oh my goodness. Oh, oh my. <laughs> That's so cute. It is. I love that. <laughs> I'm
1: like, oh my God. I love him. It. It's like if Wario was a cool gecko, that's what he'd <laughs> sound
0: like. <laughs> oh my God, you're right. It sure is. Oh, what a cutie. But like, anoles don't make this sound right. You said that's a that's a gecko. That's a gecko. Listen, if, if anybody knows about anole sounds, like
1: please hit me up because I'm pretty sure I've looked this up before and I've gotten nothing.
0: <laughs> yeah, do at me about anole sounds. If I'm wrong, at
1: me and let me know <laughs> because I would love
0: to find out more about anole sounds. So when you're studying anoles, like what's your process look like for studying the anoles? Are, are you like, does it involve catching them in the wild and like physically handling them to study them? Or are you kind of like studying, I don't know, like their poop or like what is your process look like?
1: I am studying their poop. So I caught them. So what you do is you lasso the anole and you pull him out of his tree and it doesn't hurt they just they're very angry about it because who would like getting fished out of your your cool little branch that you're basking on once i have them um, take measurements so the svl which is snout to vent length so that's from the tip of the nose to the um, opening of the cloaca and a lot of lizards are measured like that because lizards can lose their tail so adding that into calculating its its length for its body size is it oh it doesn't always make it very accurate because that could change the instant that they like lose their tail so I I'd, I'd measure that I'd take their cloacal temperature which is very embarrassing for them because you gotta stick a thermometer a little thermometer of their butts but you do it gently you take the temperature. <laughs> You take the temperature of the branch they were sitting on and then um, if you're lucky when you catch them, they just like poop in your hands as their final defense. They just oh. like poop right
0: on you. Oh, they're doing it like intentionally. Yeah. Like, <laughs> wow. oh my
1: God, why did you catch me? I'm going to poop in your hand. Please see how bad it tastes. Please let go. <laughs> <laughs> and um, sometimes they they won't poop. So uh, we'd hold them for like a couple, like a little bit longer. And hope that they, they poop while they're sitting in their little canvas bag. <laughs> <laughs> then I can let them go or we caught them. Once we have the poop sample, it goes in a labeled... Because um, each and all gets a number. And their, their sample gets a number. And the number, like is consistent with um, pictures and the data recording for their size and everything. So the poop goes into the vial and then the poop all came back. All 100 something vials of poop came back with me to Texas and then they went off to the lab. And yeah, that's where the DNA extraction um, and sequencing happens.
0: Are the anoles very difficult to catch? I know you said some of them will just kind of chill and let you approach them. Yeah.
1: So I can hand catch some of them, but uh, most of them need to be caught with a lasso because some of them are very skittish, especially the, the females. They'll just like run off if you get too close. They're like,
0: ah! <laughs> no, thank you. What does the lasso look like? Because when you say lasso, I'm imagining like cowboy style, like <laughs> big rope that they're throwing around a cow.
1: So it looks like a fishing pole uh, with fishing wire on the end. But the wire is, like, tied into a little loop. And the little loop goes around their necks. And then when you, like, pull them off the, the branch or wherever they're sitting, their weight, like, counterbalances it. And they're, like, oh, caught. They're, like, ugh, you caught me. <laughs> oh, poor things. <laughs> um, a lot of them will, like, wiggle around to try to get down. And there are a couple times when that works because it's not it's not tied around their necks. So if they wiggle enough, they can just like loosen it and just like drop off. So it doesn't happen very often though. It's happened like three times that I've seen, and it's all been students. So
0: it sounds to me like it's not. Uh, you don't run the risk of the lizard um, outsmarting you. <laughs> <laughs> I know with some animals, it can be kind of difficult to trap them because they can like figure out traps or they can like, you know, learn different ways of getting out of things. It sounds like the anol is maybe kind of straightforward. Well, some of them
1: will, they will bite at the loop. Yeah, they'll attack it and they'll bite at the loop and they'll like ruin your loop. So you have to pull it back and fix it and try again. But then they're still like waiting for it to come back for so they can fight some more.
0: (laughs) Oh my gosh. (laughs) They have an attitude about it
1: yeah they're like are you ready to go yeah like oh you you want to fight you came here to fight I'm
0: ready to fight if you're looking to throw down we could throw down we could do it I have nothing to lose are <laughs> lizard. do lizards kind of have like a macho attitude yeah definitely <laughs> I love that. So for our last category that we talk about for our animals uh, is aesthetics. And this is pretty self-explanatory. It's pretty straightforward. It's just how visually appealing you find the animal. So what do you give this null for aesthetics out of 10?
1: I give it, can I give it a 12? Am I allowed to do that?
0: <laughs> Everybody tries. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> Fine, I guess I'll do 10. I'm looking at, you know, you described it to me and I also pulled it up on Google. So I'm looking at pictures of it. The speckling on it is really cool.
1: It's nice. Yeah. If
0: there's
1: speckling, it might be the North Caribbean that you're
0: looking at. Okay. Yeah. The ones that I'm looking at have these bright white spots on them. Mm hmm. Does it have a lot of dark green on it, or is it more of like a, a
1: a drab olivey tone? It's like an olivey color.
0: Yeah, it sounds like North Caribbean. Oh, they're so cool! They look like little, uh, they look like little dragons.
1: Yeah, the montane ecotype tends to be like rich greens with like these. The spots on it look white, but then if you look at them like in person or you look closer, there's like a blue to it. Oh, I see. But it's like the
0: palest of blues. Just a little dash of blue. The dash. (laughs) I love them. They're really beautiful. Tell me about which is something that wouldn't I don't think would come across in pictures but you having handled them would probably be able to answer what is their like skin texture like? What is it like to touch one?
1: How do I describe that? I think they're pretty smooth but it's like a certain type of smoothness. I don't know how to explain it. I also like how their dewlaps laps feel. Oh yeah, do feel kind of like silky. <sighs> <laughs> like if you just like like rub its do because I'd have to like extend their do lap to take pictures sometimes. So like it extended. I was like, oh, oh. It's soft. I didn't expect it to be like silky. Huh. it's weird. I wouldn't have thought that either from looking at it. Yeah, like you can obviously like feel the the scales on on its dewlap, mm-hmm. but then like if you just like rub it. Don't go catching lizards just to rub their dewlap. That's they a little <laughs> stressful for them. But <laughs> If you have reason to catch a, an anole and, he, you know, it's a male, it has a dewlap or a female with a tiny dewlap, and you just, like, you just, just rub it. Just real it's quick. Like, oh, It's, like, a little silky.
0: <laughs> they kind of, like, in the pictures I'm looking at, they kind of look like they would be feel kind of bumpy and almost pebbly, but I'm not sure if that's just an optical illusion because of the spots.
1: Yeah, I think the, the spots is what's getting you. Like, they are, there are, like, little, like, honestly, I don't think I even, like, really felt the spots when I'm thinking about it.
0: If they're just, like, pigmented spots, then I guess it would make No, sense. they are, they are scales, but it's, like, you don't
1: really, like, feel like, oh, there's a big bump there. It's, like, it's, like, when you, when you have the faintest of goosebumps.
0: Oh, I love that. That's really cute, actually. Yeah. <laughs> they have goose flesh. I I, I don't know. Some people call, call Goosebumps goose flesh. So, like.
1: Yeah, I've heard that before. And I, I've always been like, huh?
0: Yeah, they just have it permanently. I'm so charmed by this little anole. He's very cute. I hope that I get to see them. I've I've only ever been in the whole sort of Caribbean area. I've only ever been to the British Virgin Islands. They're okay. <laughs> and I saw the lizards that I saw there were not native. They were like introduced species, um, which was unfortunate. Uh, I would have loved to see some native species, but all I saw were just kind of the invasive little like brown anoles and stuff and i was like well i could have seen these in my backyard Wait, didn't you see amivas? Oh, I forgot all about that. I did. <laughs> yeah, you didn't tell me the picture, right? I did. Yeah, like even that one I had forgotten about. And I found the picture when I was going back through all the pictures. And I was like, what is this lizard? <laughs> <And> I, <laughs> so like I had even forgotten that
1: I saw it. I think most islands have an endemic amiva. I'm not an amiva expert. Um, so if I'm wrong, I have no problem with being wrong. Let me know. But I think most islands have like they have endemic anoles a a lot of islands have endemic anoles I think they also have endemic amyvas as well and some islands some big islands have more than one um species of amyva
0: and when you say amyva because this was not something not a term that I was familiar with before I even like unearthed this photo from my vacation photos and and you id'd it for me uh what is like an amyva as it like I guess what sets amivas apart from like other lizards?
1: Amivas are ground lizards. They're um they're a genus of whiptail. And I think some of the amivas on the islands are like now in a different genus, but they're still also called amivas in their common name anyway. They're like these little stocky ground lizards like you'll see them like running around um they usually have like pretty long tails too
0: yeah i had thought it was a skink because where i live we have skinks and so like that was what i thought it was like i was just like i don't know it looks like some type of skink to me (laughs) there's so many lizards there are. There are a lot of lizards. There's so many and I'm so bad at telling them apart. So I have the I have so much respect for people who are able to look at a lizard and be like, Yes, I know what type of lizard that is because I'm like, How <laughs> I think it's just like noticing
1: identifying features and then like what features species have in common if they're like in the in the same genus. Because I've never had to think about amivas before. I'm having trouble like telling you what what stands (laughs) out for me for an amiva. But we have an endemic one on my island as well. So usually if I see a lizard that looks similar to it, I'm going to go, oh, it's either in the same genus or it's like closely related. Um, Let me find out. Um, it's, def- it's most likely definitely in the same family, which I can't pronounce. I'm going to attempt. There's two eyes, so it's throwing me off. I think it's Tayde. T- Please don't roast me. <laughs> None of us speak Latin.
0: <laughs> I'm really glad that you also are not 100% sure on these names because that's something I always struggle with.
1: I always have to write them. So I'm like, I can spell it, but don't ask me to say it. <laughs>
0: I'm glad I'm not the only one with that struggle. So it's spelled T-E-I-I-D-A-E. Okay. I know that like when when you're so familiar with an animal, you can just kind of like identify it by like its vibe.
1: Yeah. Like if I was at home now and there was a blur in the corner of my eye, I'd be like, oh, okay. I know what that blur is (laughs) because I'm just so familiar with the animals at this point.
0: (laughs) That was the aura of this type of animal. (laughs) That kind of brings us to the last thing we'll kind of talk about before we get wrapped up. Tell us about the sort of things that you're working on now. I know you mentioned that you're you're studying the diets of these annuls, but like what kind of work are you up to? I know um, you're you're active on Twitter and you have a lot of really cool stuff going on there. I, I know you got linked up with annul Annals, right?
1: Yes. Oh my God, that was so exciting. I do posts every week. On Thursday, hashtag did you annul? And I was just like, I pick an annul and share some facts about them because annuls are cool. Let's learn about more. There's so many annuls out there that people don't know about. Everybody should study these lizards. They're the best lizard, best study species. <laughs> um, you know, you won't hurt my feelings if you say that they're not. <laughs> I promise you I'll be fine. And then anole, somebody from Annul Annals is like, hey, Love your Did You Anole post. Do you want to do them on Anole Annals? And I was like, you mean the Anole website? Of course I it. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> of course I do. Especially when I'm trying to, like, find pictures. Anole Annals is usually the only place I can find them. Because there's at least one person who has taken a picture of this Anole. And it's on this website. So I was like, of course. i have already bookmarked an old annals to begin with and now i've been looking at it like a hundred times more often because i'm trying to find pictures and stuff of course please tell me more about what i need to do and um so i i format my my posts for the blog first now and then it's easier to format tweets from that. And they are slightly different. The information is the same, but like certain quips that I make are different depending on which one you're looking at. I also use different pictures sometimes. So if you are interested in what those different jokes are and what the different pictures are, you guys got to read both. That's just <laughs> that's just how it is.
0: <laughs> it's worth it. And then the repetition will help you remember the facts better anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So
1: you can like show off to your friends, like, "Hey guys, did you know about this anole?" And you know, just, just, just throw out there. Just let them know.
0: Yeah, if you live in an area with lots of anoles, it can be really fun to like go out places, and when you see one, then you can be like, "Let's have a quick little uh lesson about this cool anole. right." <laughs>
1: Tell your friends, oh, it's SVL looks like it's about, I don't know, like 76 millimeters. And are going to be like, SVL? What's that? you
0: <laughs> will <laughs> be like, well, sit down, my friend. <laughs> Let me tell you. <laughs> I know. Even even I feel like just busting out the word doolap sometimes will be like, ooh, yeah. look at me. I know what a doolap is.
1: <laughs> be like, doolap? Do you mean it's like fruit flag thingy? Uh, Devin from the Wildlife Podcast calls them like fruit flags.
0: <laughs> yeah. If you don't know already know that there's a word for it, that's what it is, basically. I actually really like fruit
1: flag. I'm like, okay, that's probably like my favorite one.
0: <laughs> I know when I saw a picture one time, it was like a screenshot of someone typing into Google, like, lizards doing the thing. And then it was all pictures of lizards <laughs> with their dewlap extended. And they were like, thank you. <laughs> you knew what I was talking <laughs> about. <laughs> Even just having the word lap" sometimes can be like, ooh, like you're flexing a little bit. You're like... Oh, the dewlap!
1: Like check out my sick lizard knowledge, guys.
0: <laughs> and so you post these on your Twitter as well, um, and that is at Chelsea Herps. That's me.
1: Um, I also draw anoles. I draw anole stickers. I do have one that's just uh, a green anole posing, and I do have an anole eating a bug that may or may not stay ice on it, but. Uh, <laughs> I mainly draw Dew Pops, which is an old with popsicles that match their lap color
0: and pattern. They're so cute. They're so cute. I love them. And they're perfect for, like, Florida in the summertime. Oh, because yeah. Because that's when all the lizards come out. And also it's hot, so everybody wants popsicles. Yeah. It's the perfect Florida summer vibe.
1: Yeah, and I actually, like, actually have... Um, reference photos that I draw like I put them up in my drawing space so that the colors can be accurate because I I pull directly from the photos for the colors so if you're looking at them wondering is it really that color yes it really is that color I swatched multiple spots on the (laughs) dewlap to make sure that I got a good overall feel of the color (laughs) and um even in the ones that have like little gradation, like, yes, I, I noticed that that's what's happening on the doolab and I put it in there.
0: So if you like art that is both cute and scientifically accurate, that's your hookup. <laughs> <laughs> if you
1: would like to find out more about lizards, you can at me on Twitter. Don't at me if you're going to roast the knolls please don't don't <laughs> please don't do that uh i won't respond i won't <laughs> respond to a no <laughs> i won't be baited like this
0: <laughs> no time for it
1: but oh uh my website thingy it's like a it has all my links and everything it's on my twitter page so if you need to like email me or you don't remember what my store is or anything don't worry just click that click that link and it has like everything right there for you and I have a Patreon now which Yay. I'm trying to do yeah I'm trying to finish a drawing for it but my Surface Pro and my my drawing program are not cooperating right now but I have a Patreon so if you'd like to see Anole drawings earlier if you'd like to pick what Anole gets drawn if you'd like to pick what product the Anole art gets put on Patreon is how you do
0: oh awesome well thank you so much chelsea i've had a lot of fun talking about anoles i feel like i've learned a lot about not just this anole but about what it's like to kind of work with them so uh thank you so much for sharing your time and your knowledge with us today
1: thank you so much for having me this was fun
0: oh thank you i think it was too all right we'll talk to you later bye bye